Welcome to the Macworld Podcast. I'm Senior Editor Roman Loyola. Joining me is staff writer Jason Cross. Hello. We have a new member of the Macworld staff. Welcome to Leif Johnson, a new Associate Editor to Macworld. Hey, Leif. We'll talk about Leif in a little bit. I want to get, <laughs> I want to make sure that we acknowledge Dan, Thank our you. producer. I always Thank say hello, the best for last. Yeah. So, and Dan uh, keeps track of the viewer comments on YouTube, on Facebook, and on Twitter. So if you have any comments or questions, please let us know, and Dan will chime in. Uh, we got a lot of comments and questions last week, and it was great. So if we can keep that up, that would be perfect. So uh, we always love the comments and questions from our viewers. So uh, so let's talk about a little bit about Leif for a, little, oh for a moment now. Okay. So just just to kind of ease them into the podcast, this is the first time on Macworld podcast, obviously. So Leif, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, my name is Leif Johnson. I've worked in technology writing for about eight or nine years now. Uh, generally, in that, I've been a freelancer. I've worked a lot for, in the past, I worked for MacLife, but I worked for TechRadar most recently. But uh, by and large, the vast majority of my experience has been with gaming, and I spend a lot of time with IGN, GameSpot, PC Gamer. Things like that. But um, through it all, you know, I did a lot of work on my iPad and everything. Apple has been a constant in my life. And uh, I like stuff, especially as a freelancer as Apple, because it has a tendency not to break down. Um, <laughs> one of the things that I had a problem with with uh, other, you know, my PC and everything, you know, I would go out, laptops would go out. But, but I have a MacBook from like 2006, 2007. It still works. And uh, these are things that I have, uh, that's, uh, that I've always loved about it. And uh, I love the design, the portability. Ability. And uh, so it's good, you know, with Tech Radar, I focus a lot on the, the Apple Beats, gaming Beats. And so it's, I find it really rewarding to be able to focus my full time on this now. So that's me. Yeah. So welcome. So Thank you. Uh, welcome aboard. And it's nice to have another body and uh, <laughs> on the staff because I'm often, Jason, we usually, he lives in Sacramento and usually works remotely. Mm-hmm. And I'm basically the only Macworld person in the office. So it's nice to have another body in the yeah, office. Yeah, thanks for, thanks for forgetting about so, me again. So, you know, well, I, I'm here literally face to face with you. That's yes. true. But you're also on the other side of the building. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I always forget Dan. It's, it's yeah. nothing Thank you. personal. Thank you. So, but, um, Anyways, the topics for today, we're going to talk about iOS 12. There was some news about Apple's upcoming uh, operating system for the iPhone and iPad. But first, the HomePod has landed. Uh, We did an unboxing last Friday. Jason Cross, our staff writer, did a full review of it. It posted yesterday. Mm -hmm. So, And basically, we came to the conclusion that... It sounds great, yeah. but it sounds great, but that's that's pretty <laughs> yeah. much the just just like most of the reviews said yeah. out there. I mean, no surprises there, but it does it does sound great. It sounds better than you would expect looking at its size. It sounds better than most other smart speakers of its in its sort of price range. You know, yeah. it's there's no magic. It's not going to suddenly like beat the. $2,500 stereo system you have at home. It's, you know, it's, it is a little bitty $350 right. thing. But given that, it sounds really very impressive. Um, 
and uh, and it works great with like Apple Music or your iTunes yeah. stuff. And then in every other way, every other smart speaker is better. Sometimes way better. Like it's series dumb. Sometimes just. Just frustratingly <laughs> dumb. But even worse is, you know, we all make fun of, like, when Siri gets something wrong on our phones. But even worse is that on the HomePod, there's some things it just won't do on the HomePod that mm-hmm. it will do on your phone. Um, That's crazy. Yeah. And it, uh, it it works fine with all your HomeKit stuff, but HomeKit is not as well supported as yeah. Alexa and Google Assistant for controlling smart home stuff. Uh, and it's um it doesn't support spotify or pandora or any of those things i mean it's an airplay speaker like any airplay speaker you can run something on your phone or your mac and send it send the sound there but you could do that with a bluetooth speaker i mean that's not why you're buying a smart speaker so it's just frustratingly limited um it's obviously not finished like even features they talked about like the stereo pairing or the home whole home stuff isn't there yet it's coming in a software update this year so it just feels like this project was delayed and still somehow rushed to market <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> um, but it does sound great. The, the good news is there's nothing wrong with it that software is not going to fix. Right. Like right. if you bought an Echo and it doesn't sound good, you, well, you're going to have to buy a different <laughs> Echo later when they make one that sounds good. Like the hardware is great. The, it hears you better than any other smart speaker I've used in terms of like being able to pick up your voice over loud music or noises and stuff like that and correctly parse what you're saying, you know. Um, it It's great at that. Uh, the sound quality is awesome. Uh, it's got, you know, Bluetooth 5 in there, even though it doesn't use Bluetooth. <laughs> you know, if it ever wanted to turn that on and make it a Bluetooth speaker too, like other people do, it, the hardware is in there. So everything could be fixed with software, and hopefully we're going to see continual improvements over the next couple of years. So we have two questions on Twitter. The first one is uh, Lovelman says that I heard you can whisper to Siri with music on high volume. So you know what have you tested as far as like that goes? Whisper is probably uh, <laughs> uh, an exaggeration. <laughs> you don't have to shout at it though, um, and I could be across the room, and it, even if the volume was up pretty loud, I'm used to. You know, I have a Google Home at home. Uh, I've had a Sonos One and a Google Home Max at home for the last couple of weeks trying just to compare and contrast. And with those, you always have to raise your voice a little if you're 20 feet away and the music's blaring. But I've always had to raise my voice less with Siri uh, on the HomePod, and it got confused because of the noise less often. Okay. So it's definitely better. I think there's a natural inclination to want to speak above the volume of the music. Yeah. So you, but you don't you have do to do that. You do that with people with... and stuff. Right. And it's, it's surprising to me how well it can hear me. Like, even when I kind of can't hear myself, hear right. what I, I can't even hear what I'm saying to Siri sometimes, but it'll pick it up. You know? Yeah. Tigger is saying that they have echoes in several rooms and they mm-hmm. need to shout if the TV's on. Um, yeah. But, you don't have that problem. But Bendik is also asking, so what is your favorite HomePod feature then? Um, because he's getting his tomorrow. Um, out, out besides just the, the regular sound quality, and that's with the caveat that, oh, you're using Apple Music. Because it, it is not fun to use Spotify on your phone mm. and AirPlay and control everything on your phone. Like, that's not fun. Um, outside of the sound quality, which I already mentioned, my favorite thing about it is that uh, Siri hears you very well. It, it's very, very quick. You don't have to like say, hey, Siri, wait two seconds, then say your thing. 
right. No, we have <laughs> my phone's going. No, off. we have a uh, we have one in the back have, back over there. It's not connected. Oh, you know what? That's connected to me too. All right, so I won't say it any. I won't say the the special words anymore. You don't have to say the keyword and then give it like a two second beat and then mm. you can just say the keyword and, get, and let it rip and it will do what it says. It'll respond quickly. When, you know, for, for the things it does, it does quickly. And I really love how Siri's voice is very natural. I think compared to the other assistants, and especially Alexa, which sounds like an like 80s robot, um, Siri sounds like much more like a person. It has a lot of varied ways to say yes or okay, because mm. you hear that a lot from your smart speakers when you say, turn on the lights or, you know, whatever, turn on my kettle or something. Siri will say sure or uh-huh or got it or it just there's like 10 oh, really? different She'll ways. Say, uh-huh. Yeah, there's like 10 different ways that for it to say and then you can also give it a male or female voice. Yeah. There's three different accents and in all these ways there's like inflections and changes enough that it that sounds very natural uh, even more so than Google Assistant which did, does a good job of that mm. and then Alexa sounds Totally robotic by comparison. Well, she'd be like, "Turn on the lights." Ah, fine. Is, is that enough? <laughs> that would be funny if you could just make it sarcastic or something. Right. But no. And Talman on YouTube is saying there's nothing wrong with the HomePod that lowering the price won't fix. <laughs> I, you know what? I I was uh, I was sort of in that boat of like, yeah, this three fifty is way too much. But you know, the Google Home Max is four hundred. Um, it's definitely better than a $200 Sonos One in terms of sound quality and stuff. And when you start to look at it at, for the sound quality you get, uh, it's not really out of its price band. It's It really is kind of appropriately priced at $350. You you have to spend a lot more than that on, like, home speakers to, to get good sound quality. And you can spend crazy amounts of money on speakers. So it's really not – I don't think it's it's nuts. I do think there are a lot of people buying – uh, smart speakers who are just never going to, no matter how good it sounds, they're never going to spend $350. Like, they want right. to buy those Echo Dots and those uh, Google Home Minis and those $50 yeah. smart speakers. I think there's a lot of that. Well, so you made a very good point in a review. You were talking about how walled off it is. And yes. you, you're, you know, calling back to the iPod when it came out, you know, and they took it off to Windows mm-hmm. and suddenly it was a lot more popular. I, you know, Windows the, and USB, yeah. I, I hear that, you know, the, the sound is so great and everything. And so it seems like it would have been a no brainer to allow those Bluetooth capabilities and everything to make yeah. it where other people could have used it. And then Apple usually does fix its stuff eventually, and people <laughs> could have bought it with that. With with that impression. Yeah. And uh, it's, I'm really surprised that they walled it off as much as they did. I, I mean, I think part of the reason is that um, con- when it comes to controlling music with your voice and, and searching for stuff and playing music and stuff, Siri, uh, the API for connecting things to Siri called SiriKit mm-hmm. has no domain. They, they separate like what kind of app or service are you into what they call domains. There's no domain for music mm-hmm. in SiriKit. Mm-hmm. So they would have to kind of update the whole SiriKit tools, backend API stuff, add a music domain mm, for music right. services. They really kind of, if they've been working on this for a while, they really kind of should have had that planned sure, out yes. and and had that done. But they need to do that. And then your Spotify's and Pandora's and SoundClouds and whatever can hook into it. It'll always be better with Apple Music. They do all this stuff about like, you know, learning what you like and suggesting things and playing up activities and moods that you can combine and you can say you know play lively music from the lively alternative music from the 80s and it will get all that stuff 
And on YouTube, uh, William is saying that it's the Tekken side that's putting it at that price. Yeah. And Carlos is saying that, you know, the number one reason might be uh, uh, the number and quality of the microphones. Um, that might be the number one reason. I mean, also seven beamforming tweeters and that that woofer and everything's every single speaker's got its own amp. And, you know, I mean, it they, they put a lot into it. It's yeah. not... They over-engineered the yeah. the controls. They're you know everything else has buttons. It's got like a capacitive touch controls on the top, enough swirling light and stuff. You know, instead of just a little blinking LED. I don't think anyone's probably tested this, but if you can record your voice and send you the file, yeah, they can't do that. That uh, would be great because then you could really be like, okay, this is the quality of the sound that's getting recorded, and be like, okay, yeah, this mic is so much better than others not that anyone's using it for like you know real sound work or anything no, like that you know right. but it'd be a nice way no, but it's like, it's yeah. really the intelligence that goes into it it's it's taking six mic seven six mics six mics uh, all around the thing and you know using that to uh cancel out you know uh background sounds and the music sounds and everything and focus in on your voice and stuff they're just doing a really top-notch job with that Right, there's an issue of the perception of value with this product. Mm-hmm. So, because it's a product that's being marketed to the general mass consumer base, and I think Apple would argue, and maybe they have even said it's an audiophile product. And so, audiophiles think 350. That's, that's not nothing. A big, that's right. not a big deal. Yeah, but the general public, we like 350. That's a lot, and it only plays good music. I wanted to do the other stuff too, so it feels yeah. like an incomplete. So yeah, so yeah. it's this weird marketing. And I honestly issue. think, I mean, I feel a little bit like it's when the AirPods came out, and we were all like, "Oh my god, 180!" Right. And then everybody else who tries to do wireless earbuds, they're all in that same price range because it turns out that it's hard to do well and yeah. sound good and yeah. all that stuff. And I, I kind of feel like. As smart speakers grow, you know, Apple will do like what they do now. They don't sell two hundred dollar phones. Two hundred dollar phones are popular. They don't sell it. They're in the premium price categories, and they're going to be in the premium price category for home smart speakers. It just needs to be better right. <laughs> at things other than playing Apple Music. It yeah. needs to be better. Well, one of the things I think is a problem with the HomePod is that so often, you know. You have the iPhone coming out. You mm-hmm. have the iPad coming out, and Apple is usually at the kind of like the forefront of this. And you know, almost everybody, you know, you could argue, kind of builds off of that and stuff. They might come up with something better and stuff. But Apple was at the front. Apple is trailing so far behind, and yeah. I think that's one of the reasons why with this particular product, as opposed to putting it out, out the, here's our crazy ideas. It's almost like you know they're the ones following up and trying to put their own spin on what everybody else is doing yeah, for a change. And exactly, like the, the Apple, you know. MO is they're rarely first. Uh-huh. They're usually the first ones to do it great and right. at scale. And popularize right? it. And, and that makes it popular. So like fingerprint readers, you know, they weren't the first person to put a fingerprint reader on a phone. They were first person to put a good one mm-hmm. that was fast and reliable. And then, you know, and then that made everybody have to do it. Mm-hmm. And everybody had to do it at that quality level and stuff. Right. And here they're coming in, like you said, late and also in most ways worse. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> Every way except for sound quality, you know, it's kind of worse. And Fresh Tadif on uh, Twitter is saying uh, they should put a hard drive in it and make it a cloud too. I'm not sure exactly what that oh, means. Oh, yeah, make, make, it, it, on, make uh, it something like a... Make it a router. Well, if or if not a router, then at least like storage, you know, for uh, your uh, yeah. your 
time machine Shared backups storage. or whatever, you know. Right. Uh, yeah, but God, was it, then it would be more expensive. It's already packed <laughs> full of stuff. It would have to be bigger, and then it would have to be more expensive. Right. Or and then you, you want? Do you want a four-inch high excursion woofer rattling around your hard right. drive? Like, I think there's also an acoustic <laughs> issue with having an, a, a hard drive. In this sitting thing next that, to a tweeter yeah, and some yeah. microphones and a, and a woofer, yeah, or so. a USB slot, so then you could charge your phone. That would that's something I would so. love to see. I mean, I know Apple doesn't want to put a bunch of inputs and outputs on it like some of these others have, mm. and that's okay. If they would do Bluetooth, that'd be okay. But I would love a little USB C jack down by that plug in the back that I, just has a charging port. Just you know. Google Home Max has that. I think it's great. Apple thinks ports are passe, though. But you got to <laughs> charge your stuff, you know, and if I have this plugged in in my kitchen or something like that, it'd be nice to not have to yeah. plug another thing in just because I want to plug my phone. Or if the top was, you know, had the Qi wireless or something. Yeah, yeah. but, I mean, that's where the controls I are. Know, but they I know, gotta, yeah. I'm, I'm just saying. All these ideas <laughs> for future HomePods. Yeah. <laughs> um, so there was some news that, broke this morning or actually maybe late yesterday mm-hmm. and kind of caught steam this morning because it broke late yesterday that breaking news especially to the uh, viewer who just who's getting their home pod tomorrow mm. or anyone who's getting their home pods in the next few days is that uh the home pod apparently can leave rings on certain types of wood furniture so if you have like oil stained wood furniture or maybe even wax coated or something like that it's it's unclear as to what what treatment it's wood treatment it sounds yeah. to me like if it if it's the kind of wood surface that a, a glass a cold glass would leave a ring right. on mm. then uh then the vibration of the little rubber ring bottom yeah. of the home pod um will kind of wear a very quickly a wear a little ring yeah. into your into your thing. So you either use a coaster, a little silicone mat or something like yes. that, or put it on a different surface. Yeah. As I said before the podcast, I'm starting a new company of home home pod coasters. Yeah. <laughs> so twenty nine ninety nine for <laughs> your space gray right. or white silicone mat. But, right. But we'd give a discount to our viewers, so that's okay. <laughs> yeah. You get so, the friends and family discount. So I'll be taking V C uh inquiries. Yeah, series A. So, funding, but yeah. So keep an eye out. You know, if you're getting a HomePod, you know, placement on wood furniture. Be careful with that. Apple released a statement to the wire cutter saying that if you <laughs> in a few minutes it should dissipate, but if it doesn't, you ju- you should just basically refinish your furniture. <laughs> I, I was like, uh, that's not a good answer. So, yeah. yeah. Well, that's, all the photos I've seen of it, it's been the white one. Um, have we ever actually seen the ones that have been I have not colors? seen a photo of it with the black one, no. I've seen a photo uh, of the 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 rings and then the black one, or the space gray one, off to the side. Okay, so that, right. that probably so, is in. Yes. Uh, but, you know, it'd be interesting to see somebody, if, if anyone has experienced this, and you have a white one to mm-hmm. take a picture and, sh- and show what the bottom of the white one is, because I don't know. Uh-huh. Right, is it is it the vibration causing it, or is it being absorbed into the... Yeah, yeah I, think, I, I think it's a rubbing thing. Right. Other products that have kind of little rubberized feet mm-hmm. will do this on, you know, waxed yeah. wood furniture and stuff like that, but it takes forever. And I think it's in part because this thing is 
vibrating constantly when you're using it. That right. it happens very quickly. So the thing that's a little dis- disconcerting about this particular issue, which I guess in the whole scheme of things is a minor issue, is that if Apple's been working on this particular product for years, mm-hmm. you know... Didn't they notice this? Exactly. Right? Didn't somebody go, <laughs> you know, we should, we've been putting it on these surfaces, and it's going to sit in a living room. We should try different surfaces. Didn't that occur to anybody during testing you know it's just yeah and not to be stereotypical but it seems like they would have those types of services right you would think somebody you know somebody at apple of the thousands of people who work who work at apple okay it's not thousands of people working on homepod but when they dog food this like there's there had to have been at least hundreds of people at apple like using this as they finish the software over the last few months and somebody has had to say wow it left rings on my table right I, i should like I should put say a, something. I should <laughs> put a ticket in the system, like right. something. Like right. I don't know. I mean, even the surfaces that we've seen photos of look like the surface that you will see in an Apple store, and uh, you know, for right. the displays. That's yeah. one of the problems that I find with it. Like, didn't they see that? <laughs> yeah, so. that'd be interesting to see if it's happening in Apple stores <laughs> now that because it just showed up in Apple That's stores true. Friday. It hasn't had a lot of time, but yeah, I bet it doesn't because uh, things like I think this they're more laminated type. Yeah, the, the, the tables they they need tables that all you know handle high traffic and mm-hmm. yeah i don't think they have that that problem. kind of furniture probably yeah. wouldn't isn't really made for hundreds of people pawing it every day right so so what exactly is leaving it's not like it's a watermark so what's leaving leaving the stain and and Ta- talman on youtube is saying that's the reason for the the delay they spent 18 months trying to remove <laughs> the ring marks I, I it's not a it's not a stain so much as it is it's mar- displacement it, it's, yeah. it mars up your finish right oh. so just exactly the same oh. way as if you have a, a you know a, a nice waxed you know finish table and you put a cold glass on it you'll get like the ring from the so the it's not leaving any material like necessarily that. on the it doesn't table. It, appear to be from any of the photos I've seen. It appears to be what it's doing is it's marring your finish, which is why Apple says it should fade or you can refinish or whatever. But I, you know, either way, it's not, it's not good. It seems like the kind of thing they should have had figured out. And it also yeah. makes me wonder how many other products, because they don't get the kind of attention HomePod does or something like right, that. Like right. if I grabbed a Sonus one with its little rubber feet and put it on the same surface mm. and used it for, you know, 40 hours, would I see little four little dots on my table or something? I, I think Wirecutter said that they didn't have that experience with the Sonos. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So. Yep. Um, yeah, I guess most things have little pads probably. Right. Right. And then this one does not. It does. It's oh, it the does. bottom. It's, it's kind of a rubberized circle, and it's probably just whatever uh, that material's made mm-hmm. out of because it doesn't want to. Be hard right on the thing. Surface, you would get yeah. buzzing and stuff yeah. from the vibrations. Hmm. So. Yeah. So we, as I mentioned, we mentioned before the podcast. Rene Ritchie over at iMore mm-hmm. tweeted that he has been using the HomePod on different wood surfaces and haven't ha- hasn't seen one ring. So I mean, it all depends on how your surface right. is finished. There's yeah. a different there are so different wood surfaces so, yeah. and different treatments for those wood surfaces. So and maybe he's not playing music with enough bass. Right, you know, pump, up, yeah. pump up the bass. Right, what's his name? Maybe he's not uh, Rene Ricci. Rene, yeah, pump up he's the bass. Drop, he's d- not calling him out Miami bass <laughs> or anything like that. Or, yeah, so he's he's playing mostly acoustical. Yeah, John Mayer. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, uh, Tom's tour on on Twitter is saying that uh, Tom, they just picked up a HomePod on Friday, um, but didn't find the sound all that great. Compared to what? Uh, didn't say compared to what, but they're wondering if there's been any improvements since. I mean, probably not. Not since, since Friday. Friday. No, there has <laughs> not been a software update, and I don't expect that you're going to see like major software updates. It's true that if what you're used to listening to is like high-end stereo equipment or something, you know, it's not it's not two speakers. It's one sound comes from one place. They do a great job of right. kind of like making a sound stage and making it sound even all over the room and stuff. But it's it's not big, so it's not going to have that kind of like chest kicking bass that your 14 inch subwoofer is going to have, <laughs> and it's not going to have the kind of stereo separation that you're you know, really high-end bookshelf stereo speakers are going to have. Like, none of these will accomplish that. Like so in your review, you know, you did a lot of audio testing. Yeah. Could you talk about, did you find any particular type of music sound better than other types of music? Like, for instance, mm. the Beats, Apple's, or I guess Apple's Beats yeah. spe- uh, headphone speaker, yeah. headphone line, is notorious for being great with, Hip hop and electronica, electronica and, and stuff, stuff like that, yeah. and then other. They tend music to be very bass heavy, right? Yeah. Very bass heavy. Um, I don't. F- I I didn't find it to be kind of like a Beats product in the sense uh-huh. that like it wasn't excessively bass heavy. It was very kind of like even across yeah. the board. And what surprised me more about it than the Google Home Max or the Sonos is that it does kind of have a very consistently good sound profile for everything I listen to. Like, uh, depending on what you listen to, the other speakers would fall apart here or there, right, you right. know? Uh, and it, it just seemed to do pretty much like that A-minus job on everything, yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> as opposed to being A-plus here and then C-minus on that thing. Yeah. And so they did a really good job of kind of, you know, in their software and everything, making everything sound pretty good and, yeah. you know. Nothing. The lack of the distortion was also very impressive. Yeah, it doesn't... I mean, you can crank it, and it doesn't really get distorted, mm-hmm. much less so than most other speakers. Yeah. Yeah. Jason and I went to an Apple briefing about the HomePod, and the one thing I noticed during our briefing is that they mostly play, played pop, pop, popular music. Yeah. They didn't play any jazz. They didn't play any classical yeah, they didn't play. Classical's tough. Yeah, and classical's very <laughs> tough. There's so much like, not only a lot of dynamic range, but there's just so much um, fr- like dynamic frequency happening at the same yeah. time. And the clarity. Yeah, and, yeah. Clarity, and it's yeah. it's actually hard to get good recordings. Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> For that yeah. matter, but yeah, I listen to a few classical things. I listen to some. Um, not a lot of jazz, a little bit of jazz, some blues stuff, like things like that where you can hear somebody's fingers sliding across the guitar strings and stuff like those little subtle details, you yeah. know, when you're really listening. Um, th- that kind of stuff is, is we didn't hear a lot of that in our briefing, yeah. but I did listen to those sort of things. And, yeah. and it, you know, it's, amazing, it's amazing to me how well those details held up because usually when you get a product that's like, we do all the sound processing to make it sound like a wide soundstage and stuff, they net... They, the details and everything get like totally trashed yeah. or you listen to something that's really noisy, like a good rager against the machine recording. And they have some really excellent recordings, but when you have a lot of distorted loud stuff and cymbals crashing and drums, you know, those high sound processing routines just fall apart. And it, the home pods really doesn't, it really 
manages yeah. to hold up against those things. Yeah. So Tom wanted to clarify and say, um, as as it adapts to the room, mm-hmm. did you notice it sounding any better over time? Mm. Uh, and then we do have a few. I, I noticed that we have some viewers from around the world, uh-huh. like Ireland and Argentina. Okay. Um, but Roshender is asking if um, you have any more uh, dates for, say, Germany for release dates. Oh, God. I oh. Know, does, has Apple released uh, the release dates for. I don't recall seeing Apple. I think they only gave sh- the firm release dates for this first wave. Right. And then everything else they said, like, oh, and it'll launch in other markets this year. Why don't you check, see if I'll, you can I'll, find I'll that real quick, well, and I'll mention the, yeah. the um, does it get better over time? It adapts, like, within seconds to you moving it around the room. So it's not like it gets better over time. Mm. It's It actually has an accelerometer in it. <laughs> The, the whole A8 platform and stuff is in there, and it like literally when you pick it up to move it, it and and set it down somewhere, it like instantly recalibrates itself, and it does that in the, a fraction, you know. So it's not like after hours it sounds better. It just it sounds better just as you move it. You don't even notice. Hmm. And then we have two questions, kind of regarding the future. Um, Arkshay on YouTube is asking, do you feel like the HomePod will eventually have a display? And then hmm. uh, Bendik on Twitter is asking, um, do you think there will be apps for the HomePod? Uh, I'll take those in reverse order. I don't think there'll be apps for the HomePod as we have it now. Uh, if anything, what they're going to do is, I mean, it already works with some third-party apps and services that you have connected to your Siri account, you know, through Siri Kit, things like WhatsApp. You can send a WhatsApp message using HomePod. They're just going to keep doing that. So anything that supports Siri Kit, that's going to work with HomePod. That's how they're going to have kind of app and service support. Um, it's not really made to run individual apps itself on its own platform. doesn't have like a screen. That, that little Siri light at the top is just like a collection of LEDs. It's not a... It's not a it's not a display. It's not a display yeah. that could display like it's any more like old an indicator. Image. Well, maybe yeah. they're talking about like Alexa skills, you know, where you can play games. Right. What Alexa, what Alexa calls skills is you attach. It's their web services that you attach to your Alexa right. account. And yeah, I think same thing with SiriKit. Like I think the same thing is the way Apple's way of doing this is I install an app and I and I give it permission to connect mm-hmm. to Siri and that's how I go. And they'll probably. If they expand, they'll they'll do that kind of thing. Yeah. And it does that stuff now with some fitness stuff. And mm-hmm. so that's the closest I think it'll get to apps. It. Will it ever have a screen? I don't even know where they're going to go with this product in the future. I could see them doing a less expensive, like a portable one that has a battery that's something like the Beats Pill or the, the, the what's the popular one, the Jawbone. Well, there was that analysts who speculated that their Apple could come out with a $200 HomePod later yeah. this year. And I don't know what that's based on. That's not right. based on any... Yeah, that's not... And and I don't know why you would... That's like still such a premium market, right. unless it's going to be a battery-operated thing, like a portable thing. Right. And that gets weird with oh, like connections. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, because it requires Wi-Fi. And, and then, then you, then you probably weird. want Bluetooth as well. Yeah. yeah, then they have to make, you know... Uh, all this other stuff work over Bluetooth because right now it has to be on the same Wi-Fi, Wi-Fi network as your phone. But but they could do that kind of thing. Um, will they do something like an Echo Show though that has or, or the upcoming Google Assistant? Um, right, the want the screen things, the Google Home screen things. Yeah. Like I don't know. I mean, right now uh, there's not a lot of 
Siri stuff that kind of displays things. There's a, you could right. do a few like weather and stuff, and some of that stuff works on like Apple TV, but that would require I think that would have to coincide with like a big update to sort of Siri Kit and Siri and how that how that stuff works. The other thing is, is I think it would require almost a different direction for the device. As yeah. we've said, they're really aiming at audio files here. Yep. It's less of, you know, as we've seen with the Siri interaction, it's less of an interactive device than, you know, a way to listen to music and stuff. And that might even affect the design and the acoustics a little bit if you add a, oh, yeah. a screen on it. Putting so a screen on it. Yeah. I can't really see it. Yeah, it's, it, would, it would have to be a whole sort of different category of stuff for, for Apple. It might not even carry the pod name. Mm-hmm. Like, I could see that being a different product. Yes. And Blue Gray says that Apple recommends leaving it for two minutes before testing. So okay. It must take about, you know, relatively pretty quick for, for that intelligence. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Uh, according to Apple's press release, the HomePod will be available in France and Germany this spring. Okay. Spring. So a little vague, but yeah. somewhat. Uh, so, somewhat so that far behind, though. It is available in the U.K., yeah. So it's UK, Australia, US, and is that it? Yeah, that's it. I think yeah. so. Canada? <laughs> Probably. So if you buy it on eBay right. or something and you cross over, you can get it, I guess. I would hope it I hope it works. God, I don't know if there'd be any kind of weird regional stuff going on. Yeah, that would be odd. I don't Yeah. So. But they may be waiting on a software update for, you know, German language support and stuff like that. Mm. That might give you, I, I actually oh. don't know. That's true. You'd probably have to speak in English maybe or something. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't, I'm not sure. I, I'm not aware of anyone who's really tried that. <laughs> um, and then there's a comment on Facebook um, from, from Daniel that says, I love my HomePod uh, and my kids love it also, um, but they're waiting for an airport Two before they buy other HomePods. Oh, for the AirPlay Two mm. spec, yeah, they, they didn't say when that's coming out, but yeah, the the home whole home support is coming in a software update later this year. Um, iOS eleven point three kind of brings AirPlay Two to the table, but the HomePod itself also needs an, a software update, um, and maybe that'll come at the same time as iOS eleven point three on the phones which is probably going to be like March or something, we think, <laughs> just based on where they are in betas right now. So, yeah, we, I, I really don't know. Uh, but it, I wouldn't get a bunch of them for your whole house right now because all they are is they'll act in individual rooms as individual HomePods. You yeah. can't make them all play the same thing. And the stereo doesn't work yet. The stereo doesn't work yet. Yeah. yeah. I think once that comes out, that may change a lot of people's perception of it. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's... I don't know. I mean, I... You, how much? How much money are you going to spend on home? Three hundred fifty a pop. How many are you going to buy in your house? That's true. Wow, I don't have that kind of money. No, I don't either. <laughs> it's a lot of home pods, a lot of money. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, let us know any comments or questions about the home pod that you've got. We've got a bunch of articles on our website, tips and tricks on the home pod, some uh, ideas on how Apple could improve the home pod. Uh, things you need to do to prepare for the HomePod, uh, how to set up the HomePod. We have a video from last week of Jason unboxing the HomePod. Uh, so we've that was, got that was great. Yeah, you guys sent in a lot of great. We did that yeah. live, and you guys sent in a lot of really great questions while we were doing that, and it gave me some some ideas of some things to test while we were while I was testing. So. Yeah. 
So uh, check those out. Let us know what you guys have any questions or comments about the HomePod. If you have a HomePod, let us know what your experience is. Uh, the viewer feedback was always welcome. And Carlos on YouTube, and I remember he was there for the live unboxing, um, was saying that if you have learned anything else about voiceover, because he's blind and he uses it um, a lot. So I, I, I don't have my whole, home, my whole iOS life set up for voiceover as a blind person would, but when I tried setting, um, when you, there is a voiceover setting in home in the sort of details for the HomePod in the home app. It's a voiceover setting and what it appears to do is speak out the controls that you're using. So when you hit the volume up, volume down, when you, you know, skip play or pause or something like that, instead of just acting, it acts and it says out loud what it's doing. It doesn't uh, read everything that you're doing on, like normally uh, voiceover reads what's on your screen to you on your phone. It doesn't, that sounds not coming out of the HomePod. And when I turned voiceover on on my phone as well, uh, that sound just came out of my phone. It didn't come out of the HomePod. I'm not aware of there being a way to kind of use uh, AirPlay or something to, with voiceover to say, hey, AirPlay out all my phone voiceover stuff out to my HomePod speaker. So it's possible that with some more digging I could find that, but it seems like the voiceover stuff just speaks out the controls that you're using on the HomePod and not the all the stuff from your phone or your tablet. All right. Yeah, so maybe that's something we could research and work on. Is yeah, we can look into that. Accessibility and how it works with HomePod. So that's a good idea. So anyways, HomePod, HomePod, HomePod. If you guys got any more <laughs> yeah, questions. Yeah, I don't know if you're as sick know. of hearing it as we are <laughs> talking about it. So, uh, But moving right along, uh, Apple... Uh, let's, we could talk about products that haven't shipped yet. That That's in particular iOS 12. So last week, uh, I believe it was, or maybe it was two weeks ago, Axios had a report about how iOS 12, Apple was going to take a different approach to it. Mm-hmm. And that report was sort of backed up with a little more detail from Mark Gurman and Bloomberg. And that Apple is going to it kind of... Gurman's article kind of reinforced this idea that Apple isn't going to is trying to get away from this whole annual update thing and be more up releasing features sort of like on a gradual basis when they're ready. Mm-hmm. So uh so iOS 12 will probably get an introduction at WWDC this June. So we could probably expect to see a little bit of a different approach from from iOS and I was wondering what you guys thought about yeah German's article sort of um, confirmed a couple of the other well not confirmed because they're all it's still anonymous like people familiar with the matter have told right me. but he, he mentioned some of the same sort of features that are and aren't going to be there yeah um, for example a big home screen redesign a big redesign to the car play interface like those things kind of got kicked down the road so that they could focus on making sure that what they do promise they can deliver at a high quality level um, and the things that they do promise are going to be comparatively minor you know there's they, he mentioned some stuff like an emoji in facetime which is that's cool i mean it's yeah. not nothing it's not a home page it's not a home <laughs> screen redesign but it's you know that's cool things like that are going to be in there um 
and a lot of under the hood improvements. None of these reports ever mention anything about Siri, and that worries me. Right. Because that's the one thing we're like, really needs to be a lot better. Like, if you do nothing else, make Siri really great. We just talked about the HomePod. So, Siri, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, if anybody who's, you know, people who are watching, let us know what you think about this new approach Mm -hmm. to to iOS 12. And, you know, there there was some talk on Twitter from uh, Stephen Sanofsky, who... What does he do now? He, he He's at Horwitz Anderson, I think. Uh, he's a board member or something there. Yeah, he's, but he the, used the, the to run VC. the Windows disi- division at Microsoft. Right. The, and office the key, before that. Yeah. Is, that's his key, like, how he knows <laughs> yeah. what he's talking about with this thing. Yeah. And he kind of did this huge tweet storm, which should have been a blog post. <laughs> and he has a blog on yeah. Medium. But anyways, he it talked about how... Soft, it talked about... Apple in particular, but this sort of like idea of when a company reaches a certain size and how it should approach its product development. Mm-hmm. And you guys want to elaborate on that a little bit? Like how yeah, you need to focus on certain things and certain deliverables. Yeah, his main point was that, yeah. you know, people are saying that like this is kind of an admission that iOS 11 is full of problems and, and right. they had to they have to fix it and stuff. And he was just saying like, no, when you reach Apple's size, when you reach that many people with every release and have that yeah. many products to support and stuff, you have to adjust your development yeah. process. Yeah. You know, and this is just that tweak that you do with that development process when you have that many engineers working on that many things. You can't just be like that small, nimble, scrappy startup that kicks a bunch of features out and if they break for one percent of your users then that's a hundred million people like that's not you can't do that and he was also making the point that uh, there actually aren't that many bugs to begin with but the ones that we do see are kind of glaring like there was the the text one a few weeks or months back but overall you know it is a pretty clean product yeah Yeah. ios yeah he did he did call out and say you know yeah apple's by any measure, has had product quality, including software quality, so far beyond most things. It's just that you know when a tiny, tiny fraction of your of your users are impacted by a problem, it's still a stadium full of people, right? You know, and you hear about it, right? Yeah, because I, I, there has been sort of this lashback about Apple products recently about how it feels like the quality isn't there, you know. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we were just talking about how the HomePod, you know, leaves rings on the table. That's a hardware issue, but I think it's it's more in terms of software. People are talking about how, you know, there's just these bugs that happen. That why does a company like Apple still have these kind of bugs when th- these kind of things weren't happening before? Yeah, some so. of the little polish things you'll notice too. Like they used to never have. Uh, in this menu, the text starts here, and in this other menu, the text starts right. over a few pixels. Like they used to pay attention to all those little details, yeah. and everything was per. And in iOS 12, some of those things are a little off, and they've fixed them in some of the point releases yeah. and all. So just having the time to pay attention to all those little details, I think, is going to be good. Yeah. There was a question earlier on Twitter if you think that the multi-room audio support mm-hmm. uh, will be included in iOS 12. I think it'll be before that. Okay. Um, yeah. I think th- that's that's one of the key features of AirPlay 2. Uh, we know AirPlay 2, a lot of its stuff is in iOS 11.3. Uh, 
which they're beta testing now. And HomePod runs sort of a version of iOS, like its own kind of version of iOS. So I would suspect that shortly after 11.3 comes out is when that's going to come to HomePod. And Tom is asking on Twitter if you can talk more about HomeKit products and how they work with HomePod. Or, yes. Uh, they work exactly as they do on your phone or your tablet. Um, everything you can do with HomeKit, you can do by speaking. Anything you could speak to your tablet or your phone and get a HomeKit product to do, uh, it will do on your HomePod. Um, you don't set up anything differently. The HomePod does, when you set up HomePod, it know, you have to tell it what room it's in uh, for your, you know, your Apple Home app list of rooms. Uh, and it'll work together with your products in that way. Like if you say it's in the living room and you tell it to turn off the lights, it's going to turn off the living room lights unless you go say turn off all the lights. It, so it knows it won't turn off the lights in the bedroom if it's in the living room. So it'll, it, it works together in that way. Um, but other than that, there's, there's nothing really unique or special about how it works with HomeKit. It just works like everything, every other Siri <laughs> product Apple makes. <laughs> They just need more HomeKit stuff right. is the problem. <laughs> yeah. More home, smart home stuff needs to support HomeKit. It, the, the big ones are Nest. None of the Nest yeah. stuff, you know, those Nest thermo- thermometers don't support HomeKit. Well, it's funny. I don't know if you noticed on Friday in the demo that we went. Yeah. The house was, had a bunch of Nest products. Like it had a Nest thermometer. Yeah. Yeah, you noticed that. Yeah, it had okay. a few other – or thermostat, I mean – yeah, yeah, I had yeah, a yeah. and a couple of I had a couple of other thermostats too, a couple of Honeywell things or something. What like I did, I, yeah, yeah, I noticed the Nest one, and I was kind of like, yeah, I don't on. hear them telling <laughs> yeah. us to turn the right. temperature down or <laughs> something. Where's the demo where I can use the whole pod um, to adjust my phone? In oh, I, in iOS 11, they uh, announced like, oh, uh, there's a change to 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 HomeKit where you don't need that hardware authentication chip anymore. You can do a software authentication thing. And that was a big stumbling block for a lot of products. In fact, um, all the Philips Hue stuff, only the lights used to work with HomeKit, not the, all the other sensors and stuff that are, that are in the Philips sensors, the, the uh, motion sensors and stuff. Now they do uh, because of that reason. So they've, they pushed out the SDK to that. They pushed out an update. And then in 11.3 is where uh, developers can sort of test all that stuff and work on it. So maybe this through this year as that software authentication for HomeKit stuff rolls out, we'll see a bunch of products already on the market start to support HomeKit. They'll be, a- they'll be able to without having to go, oh, we need to put a special chip in there to authenticate with HomeKit and stuff. That would be great. I pressed them on that, by the way. I, I asked yeah. the Apple PR folks about that, and I did not get a satisfactory answer. Um, so... I think that just about does it for this week's show. There's a couple last questions, okay. but it was regarding the HomePod, so I didn't want to bring it <laughs> no, up. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, it's since, we're, since we're kind of wrapping if, things yeah. up. If they want to know, we want to tell them. Yeah. Um, Ed on Facebook is saying that they had um, some issues syncing up the HomePod with their Apple TV 4th gen. Because um, hmm. you have an Apple TV. Yeah, I have the 4K, uh, but the 4th gen and the 4K should both work with it. Um, did he, did he say exactly what his problems were? Or? Um, just had to reboot with like to, the modem to sync it up, and oh. is there an easier? I had I had not had that problem. Um, if they're on the same network, you should be able to either go into the settings in the audio and video settings and find your own pod there, or 
there's a shortcut where uh, if you're outside of all the apps on your Apple TV, if you're just at the home screen, you can press the play and pause button and hold it down for a couple seconds, and you'll get an audio output selection. So you can select your AirPods or your HomePod or something, and it'll work. But it it uses AirPlay, and there's a couple second delay there. So video playback that uses the Apple TV's, like Apple's own video playback engine, that's most apps do that. Uh, they'll delay the video so it stays in sync with the audio. If you try and play a game or something on your Apple TV, like I did, uh, the video and audio are totally out of sync because the audio is a couple seconds behind because of that buffering. So that's kind of annoying. It's not a great solution for your Apple TV, but for most apps, it works okay. Um, Mike Simon, who's usually who's also on the podcast and is a staff writer for us, he had issues trying to initial trying to initialize his. He had trouble just pod. getting the setup to work. Yeah, yeah, and it it just wouldn't find it at first. Did he had to restart the home, the home app? I don't remember what he had to do, but yeah. it just wouldn't. It's it seemed like it just would not find. It wouldn't find his his HomePod at first. Yeah, his HomePod. So he had. I think he had to restart the home app in order to get it to work. Hmm. So yeah. you can always try that if you're having issues setting up. Yeah, and I so. was trying to set up our HomePod uh, to get some B roll, and it didn't work well with our office network i think because of the way security is done yeah we um, have a login page and it's a not standard and it's all what a mess. so i had to set up another router just to set it up so yeah. i mean for most people at home it's probably not going to be an issue but mm-hmm. if you're trying to set it up at your office for example yeah might have or a coffee shop or gym where it's you know you have a, a mm-hmm. separate web login page like your phone can kick up that login page for you but i don't think it transfers the token necessary to like get on that same network to the home pod um and just out of curiosity um no one here has actually tested it with two home pods kind of in the same area and what how that like you know sounds or or setup wise well the stereo issue. sound doesn't work yet right so you can't you can't make them play the same thing at the exact same time right uh, you can supposedly set up two. We didn't. We didn't do it. But if you set up two, they're just separate HomePods. But they'd be in. Would you set them to different rooms? Is that how you you'd probably, have to? You probably should. I yeah. mean, um, but they're not going to be. They're not going to play music exactly in sync necessarily mm. if you try to yeah. set them mm-hmm. in the same room. So I would set them to different rooms if now, you got them right now. When we went to our Apple demo, mm-hmm. they did demo us yeah. the stereo, which was not ready for. Time, yeah, they said here's an early look kind right. of thing. What did it, you think did of it that? Sound good? Yeah. It sounded good to me, but nothing stood out to me about it. Other, you know what I mean? Yeah, it, it, was, it made me go, "Whoa!" Yeah, they they played they played <laughs> "Feel It Still," which is a good song, but yeah. doesn't have that clear like, "Oh, this comes out of the left channel and that comes right. out of the right uh, channel" right. kind of thing. Like they should have played "Stairway to Heaven" or something that yeah. you know where you go like, "Oh, the flute's over here and the guitar's right. in there." You know, um, but I didn't get that sense that like, oh, it's clearly like big left and right separation. Yeah, same I just here. got the sense that like, oh, two HomePods are playing in sync. Yeah, and it sounds good. But uh, yeah, I was kind of like, it works. Yeah, I think, but it's not That's out not yet. Like, I, I just hope that when it comes out, it's like clearly stereo sounding, right. like not not just two HomePods. Yeah, and this isn't addressing that stereo uh, issue, but Scotty's saying that if you use. AirPlay, then mm-hmm. you do get the it, they'll at least be synced together um, because then it's just treating it as multiple speakers, I guess. 
Yeah, but AirPlay does not uh, doesn't necessarily guarantee like multiple different speakers being exactly in line. Mm. Like that's the whole point of AirPlay Two is is having AirPlay Two compatible speakers all be in sync. And if you're a split second off, it sounds terrible, right? <laughs> so it's you're kind of like rolling the, the dice. Sometimes it'll be like right in line, you're you're good, and other times it'll be a little off. And Gerard on Facebook is asking, if you have more than one iTunes account, will HomePod always listen to the account you first synced it to? Or Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. For that's, people who don't know, HomePod is basically tied to one account. Yep. That is the main thing they need to fix. Yeah. It hears it hears anyone who talks to it and it treats it like you're the account holder, like every person who talks to it. So if Jason set up the HomePod and tied it to his account, I could say, hey, Siri, send an email to the whole company yeah, telling everyone to go, whatever. It's doing it in the back <laughs> of the thing. Um, and it would tie it to his account. Well, it doesn't, you can't send email. can't send emails, but you could send a message, and it would send right. it from my phone. Right. <laughs> and as though if I'm on the same network, it would send it from my phone. You could set notes yeah. and reminders. And minor, you can turn that off, but the right. solution to... This problem is not to turn features off. It's to make it recognize that you're not me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and also when you say when you play a bunch of terrible music, it's going to influence my Apple Music recommendations, yeah. and then that's not good either. Something else you can turn off, but again, why is that the solution? Yeah. So that's the number one thing they got to fix is yeah. it's multi recognizing different voices being different right. and not messing up your stuff. Yeah, so the solution in the short term is to either turn off certain features. Turn off which personal you don't requests, want to do, right. which it asks you during setup, and the default yeah. is yes, and just, just say no. Right. But you can go in the home app and turn it off. Or be willing to accept some, some <laughs> of the consequences. That yeah. The Disney that. Yeah. And you can turn off in the home app, in the HomePod settings, you can turn off yeah. the music um, play history thing where it will influence your play history for apple music and stuff you can turn that yeah. off too if you have kids who play a bunch of disney stuff you don't want to messing up your song recommendations <laughs> and stuff you can turn that off too and just to also clarify so the the music that you play mm -hmm. has to be part of itunes match or apple music in other words, if or I, your itunes purchases yeah right it has to be purchased or matched so in other words if i had burnt you know, if I had ripped a CD, that mm -hmm. my CD collection, yeah, but I didn't match it, it won't play. Yeah, if you just have MP3s on your Mac, yeah, and they you don't have iTunes match, and yeah. you just and you didn't buy them from iTunes, you just ripped the CD and it's yeah. on your Mac. Like HomePod doesn't know they exist yeah, and won't right. play them. You can play them from your Mac and AirPlay, right? Um, and the same thing with other music services. You can play them on your phone and AirPlay, or your your Mac and AirPlay. But that's yeah. that's all you got. Yeah. So. And this might be our last kind of set of comments, uh, but they're kind of interesting. Okay. Is that Luis is saying? Um, our Luis? Not our Luis. Okay. Uh, Luis on Facebook uh, is saying that perhaps the most uh, important, and they use that—that's that, their opinion. Yeah. Uh, um, is that Siri is getting bad on a lot, but internationally, its language support is far above. What they, what they believe Google or Amazon has. I oh, I've, really? I've definitely heard that from Amazon, um, and I I 
have heard that Google has made huge strides in that in the last, I don't know, year or so. Um, we haven't really done like a good comparison there. You know, I, I hear people complaining all the time about their Irish or Scottish accent or something screwing up Siri, but Siri does support a whole lot of different languages. Um, yeah. And that is one of the things they do well. That's, although is one of the things. Although Roshender or Roshender, mm-hmm. um, who I believe is in Germany, is saying it's really bad with when would they have to say English names and bands because then they have to give it uh, a German like act, you know? You have to say English bands in a German accent. Exactly. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. So we should try that out and say like, who has, uh, you know, who has the best accent? Who okay. Can, yeah. We'll try that Not out sometime. Yeah. So you speak in German, but then say the English band name, but with a German accent, and, or it's not going to work. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Get into but it. is that it's better than, uh, while that is <laughs> right. a problem, the question is, is that better than what Google or, or Amazon Google is doing Amazon. right now? Yeah. Well, I think that just about does it for this week's episode of the Macworld podcast. Uh, if you have any questions or comments in regards to anything we talked about on the show, please let us know. Uh, I'd like to thank Leif and Jason. Thank you very much. Thank you. Good to be here. I'd like to thank Dan, our producer. You're always welcome. So, I'd like to thank the viewers. Thank you for tuning in. Tune in next week. Uh, we'll post the topics for next week's show on Facebook and Twitter uh, so you guys can know what we're going to be talking about. Uh, and hope you can join us next week. Thank you very much. 